It recently was reported that Google is no longer the number one website. In fact, it is TikTok that recently took the top spot. TikTok, an app that launched just five years ago. Since it has taken the top spot, it has also been reported that millennials and Gen Z are now using TikTok and Instagram to search for services instead of Google. So what does this mean for your business? It is important for us and for me as a marketing professional to keep on top of these trending changes, these shifts in human behavior, so we as business owners, as marketers, can take advantage to be where the people are and to capture that traffic. But how do we do it effectively? Well, I have my friend and social media marketer, Alina Dotson of Media Mayhem 24-7, joining me to talk about this recent shift in online behavior and what you as a business owner can do and should do to take advantage to ensure you are not missing out on new opportunities to capture business online. We are not saying put everything you have into TikTok and Instagram. In fact, we will be talking about the opposite. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. Alita Dotson is here. Alita is passionate about helping women CEOs nail their digital marketing presence, working with current and aspiring coaches, consultants, and freelancers to help them customize a profitable strategy. Good morning, Alita. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? How was your week? Good. Busy. I, I like this week was, I was so busy. I was like, what happened? It's good though. That's a good thing. Always. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cause I was even, I was sending an email at like 11 o'clock last night. And then I actually, it was like, I know I'm tired because I accidentally hit send way too soon. <laughs> I wasn't even done with it. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, yeah, it was time to be done. It was it's time, time to be done. Like, right. Time be done. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? Um, so Monday was like kind of rough for me. I don't know. I was in a little funk Monday, which is weird for me. Oh. And then like, as the week started going, I started getting more like, okay, it feels good. I'm back to myself. Let me go. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you noticed, I started skipping posts this week. I was like, this week is not my week, <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, I got it back. I'm good. We're good. We're in there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've had weeks like that too. Social media in general, Instagram, and obviously we're going to get into talking all about that. But that is what's so cool about Instagram and social media is that the community that you can build, all of these people, professionals that you can connect with to not only help grow your own business, but then yeah. also it opens so many doors, so many connections, so many, um, I mean, I've gotten pretty much all my clients through social media, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, where it's at. I feel like my entire social life right now is social media, like it's on social media. media. That's it. Like all of my friends are like, I call them my digital friends. Like you all, yes. friends, right? <laughs> You're all over the world and we just talk yes. every day. It's so cool. It's really cool. But so that's what I wanted to talk about today is I'm sure people who are interested in this and following this have probably heard that Google all of a sudden is no longer the top website and that it's now TikTok. <laughs> which is just crazy because I think Google had the top spot for like 15 years or something. So they've yeah. been number one since the beginning, really. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so now, you know, TikTok, which just launched five years ago, which is crazy. And I know, especially, and I think a lot of it had to do with when everything was shut down, people were looking to connect with other people. TikTok was yeah. new. Everyone was jumping on there. And um, 
there's a lot of misconceptions we can talk about later too, as well with TikTok. But um, I know I was one of those people. Like I was like, oh, TikTok. Yeah. You know, and then I jumped on it a few years ago and I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. This is entertaining. This is um, informative. I learned so much from TikTok, you know, from professionals and, and people in, you know, history and other professions or whatever. I just learned so much. So now we come to find that millennials and Gen Z are using TikTok and Instagram to search for services over Google. So I guess I want to know, I want to know what your take is on all of this, what you think about all of this. Um, I think it's fascinating, but I want to hear what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, to me to say, I feel like it's very interesting for me personally. It, I just feel like they're so new. And that's why TikTok is like the, anything that's new. It's the shiny object. Let me go see what it's about. And then everything is so instant. But personally, I just feel like, yeah, I don't see it. You don't see it? <laughs> <laughs> Not all. <laughs> it's so funny. So like, <clears throat> it's funny. I see it. I don't see it. Now here's the thing. Google is still super important, right? Like we're definitely not, I'm definitely not sitting here saying like drop Google. Don't ever use Google. Don't do anything on Google. Yeah. Go on TikTok, go to Instagram. No, I think it's just another avenue people are taking. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, because I know you hear me talk about this all the time and we talk about this all the time of having like this complete digital presence, like social media is so important, but you need to be driving people to your website and driving people other yeah. places. And Google is a big part of that, right? You want to make sure your SEO is good, Google business profile. So that's all really important, but it is funny how, when, even when I posted a video about this, everyone was like, oh yeah, I use I use, you know, Instagram to search for services. I'm, I'm on TikTok searching for, searching for services. I know even my father has, show, shows me TikToks all the time. Or like, I saw some TikTok, you know, hey, this would be a good present for the kids, <laughs> whatever. But <laughs> it's on TikTok. So, you know, it's funny that, um, you know, there's just, well, we just have a lot more avenues now, I think. Yeah. And I was talking with a, a client of mine because we were we were putting together a strategy, which of course included social media and all this. And we were taking a different take on, you know, doing some more video and stuff like that. And I was telling her, I said, yeah, I don't know if you heard, you know, that, uh, you know, some statistics just came out that millennials are, you know, using Instagram and TikTok to search for services. And immediately she goes, oh yeah, I do that all the time. I always search for services on Instagram. And I was like, <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, so it's like everyone's everyone's doing it. So I just feel like it's so important. I mean, social media has always been important, mm -hmm. but it is so important, I think more uh, now more than ever to be showing up on social media. Yes. That's where, it's where we hang out. It's where we spend all of our time. Even, you know, when Agreed. we're bored or we have a break from work or anything, what do we do? We open up that app and we start scrolling. Start scrolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me ask you. So um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing we're close to the same age. We're, you're Probably. A, you're a millennial? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So millennials, <laughs> right? Age 26 to 41, right? So that is the largest group right now of consumers. Yes. So as a business, you want to look at their behavior and what they're doing. And that's where you want to show up. And we're a lot of us, where are we? We're on social media. Let me ask you, have you ever used TikTok or Instagram or anything um, to search for services. Now I'm talking, obviously within our community, we, we do, 
right? We know everybody, but outside of that, but outside of that, have you ever used TikTok or Instagram to search for services or saw something and then took action? Yes and no. Yeah. So we'll do this way. So if I'm going out of town or something and I want to eat something good and I want to see what appeals to my eye, I'll go on Instagram and type in like food in Atlanta or Atlanta food or something like that to kind of see what looks like I want this. Yeah. As far as that goes, yes. As far as product-based, yeah, no, I'm very old school. Whatever I find that I like, until they burnt me so many times, I'm going to stick to what I know. As far as Same. services goes, whew, I want to say yes and no. I'll go search up different people who offer it. But I'll also be in what we do. I know there are a lot of people out there who are scamming their way to success. So mm, if I heavily yeah. rely on social media to dictate my buying actions and not doing my full research, which is where Google comes into play, yes. I might put myself in a situation. So it just depends on who it is, their credibility. And if I feel like they really can drive me to where I need to go, depends on if I go like Google or Instagram. I really don't use TikTok for that. TikTok is just for a fun scroll. What are yeah. they doing up here? And that's it for me. Do I have social um, TikTok platforms? Have a couple of them, but it's strictly yeah. for the fun of that platform. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can get sucked into that for hours. <laughs> I hate to admit, <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one because with um, and I think that's where social media is such a big role. Obviously, like we said, you have to have the website. You have to have all of it because. We grew up with the internet, especially millennials. So we are doing our research. And like you just said, people can kind of scam their way into saying that they're this guru and all of that on social media. And so we do our research, right? If we find you on social media first, at least I know I do. If I find you on social media first, I'm going to look for your website and vice versa. If I find your website, <laughs> I'm going to look for your social media. Like I want to see it all. I want to see it all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do the exact same thing. If I, if I find your website first, I'm like, let me go say they got a social media, no presence. I'm not interested because yeah. now I can't. So I think Google has its benefit because it gives you the heavy resources outside of just a, a 20, 30, 90 second video. You get the full on in-depth. You can go in as deep as you want to go with your research. Whereas uh, social media gives you that connection, that person yes. that can I relate to them? Can I align with them? Um, yeah, they had this information, but are they right for me? And you kind of can put a face with, like if I go on Google, I look up a blog, I don't see who it is unless they have a picture. Or if I go yeah. on Instagram, I can say, oh, that's Lindsay, that's so-and-so. And it just makes it more of a connection. So I feel like- Makes it real. Google, yeah, Google's not going anywhere. I just feel like it has to, you need both. Truly, you need both. To grow a sustainable business as a whole. Oh yeah, huh. agree 100%. Agree 100%. And here's one thing I don't like too, is when I Google something and uh, a Google business profile pops up and I go to click on their website and they don't have a website. It just goes to their Facebook page. It feels like there's a, there's a level of professionalism you're looking for when you're looking for a certain type of service, pretty much any product or service. I can't imagine not, I'm, I'm always going to question that. And I feel like a lot of people would, if you can't find a website. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it just, you have to have it all working together because that's the first thing I do when I go to a website, I'll, I'll look at the website. Okay. I like what I see immediately. I scroll to the footer and I look for the little badges. <laughs> you do the same thing. Yeah. I look for the, I look for the reviews. I'm tapping on every single link. Yeah. I'm trying to see where's the disconnect that is, is it like, because all those things that matter, it's, it's so many different moving parts that make a business successful on yeah. social media and just in, in off offline. But you, without those missing, if you miss any of those little pieces, it can destroy your whole business. Like one of my things I do when somebody's yeah. like, oh, 
well, it's not working for me or whatever the case may be. And you go tap links and links don't work. Like mm, yeah. nothing It all. Like it says, I'm um, not working. Um, no longer exists or whatever it is. Check your links. Those yeah. things matter when you're trying to grow a business in the digital age. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And broken links like that too, it can affect your SEO, you know, yeah. all, all of that stuff. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing. And I always call them roadblocks. If, if anyone is searching, you know, researching you, um, interested in your services, someone could be like set on wanting to work with you, but then they start digging around. And if they hit too many of those roadblocks, each roadblock just plants another seed of doubt in your professionalism, all of that. And that might not even be a true reflection of who you are as a business. You might be the most amazing business, provide the most amazing amazing service, but your digital presence is our only impression that we have of you. We we can't just walk into your store and meet you, right? A lot of stuff is online. And if if you do have a brick and mortar um, office, we're looking online first. Most people yeah. would rather send an email or use a contact form before they pick up that phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm always like that. I'm like, I, I was looking for um, something not too long ago and I wanted to get a quote on something and I was looking, you know, for prices online. I couldn't find prices online. And I was like, Oh, I at least want a starting price. Right. Just to at least yeah. know, even in my budget at all. Um, and so I'm like, Oh, I can't find anything. I was like, okay, but their everything was really good. Their social media presence was good. Their website was really good. So everything was good. If any of that wasn't good, I probably would not even attempted to reach out at that point. But because all of that stuff was really great up to that point, I went ahead and sent, um, you know, through the contact form, and then you know they got back to me right away. But if any of those things were off, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have reached out at all. So. And I'm sure, I think, I think that's a lot of people's, um, they need to notice that they, this is your, like you said, your storefront. This is your, I call it prime real estate. This is what everybody will see when they want to work with you. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important that we start doing like website audits, Instagram mm-hmm. audits, like wherever you're at, get those audits from a professional that has the skill set to see what you can't see. Cause yeah. just doing it on your own. Sometimes you're so like we talked about earlier, so focused in on what you're doing that you're missing those little points because you're on, you're in zone mode, you're in tunnel vision. And then there's little things that are on the outside that you can't see. So the moment you let somebody else come in and tap in and give you some kind of like assistance and you increase your visibility, you increase your SEO reach, you increase your yeah. brand awareness because you took the time out to say, look, I know I'm good, but I want to be better. So can you just come take a look real quick? Yeah. And once that's out the way, it'll help you kind of get things worked out and get those kinks fixed. Yeah. And I love that because sometimes, like, like you said, you don't know what you don't know, or you can't see what, when you're just inundated with everything else you have to do. And so when you, when someone can look at something from the outside in and tell you something, it's like, it's like an aha moment or you're like, your eyes open up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize or, (laughs) or like, I knew that, but didn't realize I was doing that, you know, didn't, it wasn't realize I was making that mistake or, um, yeah, all of those things, all of those things. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so important to have an outsider's point of view. Definitely. Okay. So yeah. So one thing I wanted to talk about too, really quick is, um, you know, we talk about social media and the different platforms. I want to talk about some misconceptions of these okay. platforms, like especially TikTok. Um, cause I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be on TikTok because, or I don't want to be on Instagram because, or, you know, we always used to hear like, um, 
I don't think we hear this so much anymore, but I remember quite a few years ago, I would always hear people be like, I don't care what you're eating for dinner. You know, that's all people do on social media. They post <laughs> their dinner pictures of their dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it used to kind of be like that, but it's, you know, it's so much more now. It's, I want to kind of clear up some of those big misconceptions because I feel like that is holding people back. Like you said, oh, I'm not doing this because it doesn't work or, you know, whatever. And I know one of the big ones come up with TikTok a lot is everyone's like, oh, it's just 15 year olds dancing. What am I going to sell to 15 year olds? <laughs> and that's not even true at all. The, the, um, I think it's the largest growing demographic currently on TikTok is 35 plus and one third of the demographic, um, are between our millennials, um, is one third of the demographic on TikTok. It's so definitely not. I mean, I've seen I mean, you tell me when you're scrolling on TikTok, I see people of all ages. I yeah. see people who are a hundred, like it's not even, not even an exaggeration. They're like a hundred years old and they have a TikTok account and I love them, <laughs> but there are all ages, all ages on TikTok, all, you know, interests. You can, if you're an artist, you can find that. If you're in marketing, you can find that. If you're a musician, you can find that. If you love history. You can find that. I mean, there's just everything on TikTok. So I, I definitely agree. I feel like, um, if you break it down, your target audience is on every single social media platform. Mm -hmm. It's just whether or not you attract them to come to your page, because even yeah. if you talk about like LinkedIn, LinkedIn is business to business. We all talk about it, but if you're a business owner, let's say you're a boutique owner, you probably can find somebody who can manage your social media or manage your digital marketing or somebody mm -hmm. who can take your brand to the next level. So no matter what platform you're on, your audience is there. It's just a reason they're not seeing you on that platform. Why they're not connecting with you on that particular platform. So I feel like you can find your people anywhere. <laughs> you can. Yeah. And that really is the beauty of social media. I was just thinking that today, you know, cause we, we were going to be talking about this. I was just thinking uh -huh. about like how you can find your people like before, I feel like before, you know, especially with our generation, we've always kind of had the internet, but even when it was new there, there are always things where you're like, oh, I'm the only one who thinks this way. Or no one else, I, I bet I'm the only one who does this, you know, that sort of thing. And then you talk about it online and you have like a hundred people being like, oh, I did that too. Or I thought that too, right. or right. It's, it's just crazy how alike, uh, well, what is it? Birds of a feather flock together. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if you put your interests and your value and, um, just what you're about, you start sharing that and putting that out there, um, you will find your people. And that's yeah. like we said, how important it is to have someone either guide you or help you with that because you're not always sure how to get that message out there or to share that value because it's not like, you know, you can just be, Hey, I help people with websites or I help people with marketing. Well, a lot of people do yeah. that, but right. But what can we do to attract the people that you want to work with? How can we attract them to you? And as we said, lots of strategy. It all works together. Yes. <laughs> all those little pieces make sense. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? I mean, obviously social media is nothing new, but I feel it's really in the forefront now, especially with businesses and humanizing the brands and really connecting on a human level with people. Um, what's one of the, what are some of the big things you would say or tell businesses how to take advantage of this shift that we're seeing. And I think we've seen it a lot since 
shutdown, right? When everyone was really yeah. trying to connect. Yeah. Um, I, the best thing I could say, I think we, we, we hear it so much and it's so easy to overlook it and think, oh, they're just talking or it's cliche. It's to be yourself. The best way yeah. to draw people into you in your business or just your personal life is to be yourself. And anytime you want to post, let's say something that is non-business related, find a way to make it about your business. Like bring that yeah. conversation back in while you're being yourself. Because yeah, at one point we didn't care about your kids or what you were eating on your dinner plate or if you worked out and we didn't care about it. Now, people are nosy. They, they want to know everything you're doing. <laughs> Because not only are they nosy, but it also makes you relatable. Like, oh, you working out to you on that same journey? Girl, I'm struggling. And now you're connecting exactly. on a whole different level of something that has nothing to do with your business. But if y'all are already connecting on that and they need your help in the future, like, oh, well, I've already built a relationship with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and see if she can help me take my business because I already know how we built a, a kind of conversational relationship of some sort. So let me use this to my advantage. And there's a business exactly. connection made through personal connections. Oh, exactly. Because people will choose to work with those they know and trust over someone like someone could be like, oh, I have all these awards. I've helped all these people. But if I don't know you, I have to take the time to start building that relationship or get to know you. If I already know someone who I know does that thing, I'm going to go to them first and foremost. Yes. Regardless of, right. And like you said, where you're like, oh, people before they didn't care about you know, this, or they didn't compare your hobbies or your kids or like all that stuff or business. It's like, yeah, now we do. It's like when everything was shut down, especially when we went through that whole lockdown, we all remember that and everything was on zoom. I mean, everything, the news, everything was on zoom and you would see someone's kid come in (laughs) or dad, you know? And it's like, it just shifted our, our perception of what professionalism is. I think. Yeah. You know, you can be professional, but also be a human. Yeah. And now I don't think people want to go back to that harsh separation <laughs> of like, no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's also the, um, the fact to know that we can be miles away and living yeah. completely different lives. We are so much more alike than we like to believe. And oh then the gosh. moment that shift happened, it was like, oh, like a lot of people that, and this for me personally, I know a lot of people that I've talked to on social media, I know if I had seen them in the grocery store out shopping, out to eat, we would have never spoke, would have probably never right. crossed paths. But then when you're talking, it's like, oh, we got a lot more in common. Like it's, so it, it's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful feeling. And the moment we get past the exterior or the, the way somebody, um, I don't want to say move, but kind of how they move in their life and how they're living mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And you just get down to the soul of who people are like the pandemic brought out that, who are you? Like, yeah. why should I tune into what you're doing? And then you get that personal, like, oh, she's really a vibe. And yeah. then you build that connection. Now it's like, oh, if you come to my city, let me know. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's so a true. beautiful thing. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I was just talking about that yesterday about how it doesn't matter. I said, it's almost like borders don't exist with, yeah. you know, us being online and, and all of this now, because, um, yeah, I mean, I've worked with people. I mean, I've literally talked with people on every single continent except Antarctica. I don't know anyone there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's some people stationed there working, but I don't know any. And, um, but yeah, um, I've just talked to everybody. I've had clients from all different countries. And yeah, you just, like you said, all of that exterior stuff kind of melts away and it's just human to human. And it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. And when you can combine that with your business, you are just unstoppable. 
yes magical it's magical (laughs) it really is oh my gosh I love it so much and it's crazy too I think about this a lot all the opportunities that businesses have now that they didn't have even just 10 years ago you either had to go door to door or you had to spend money (laughs) right or you had to spend a ton and ton of money to either run something on TV, run something on radio, um, print ads. I mean, you had to be doing all of that stuff. Of course, networking word of mouth, that's always been, um, it's still the same. The way you network in person, you can network online. Um, But yeah, we just have so many tools and opportunities at our disposal. And as a business to not take advantage of that is just, it's a cliche thing to say, but you're leaving money on the table. Yeah, it's very crazy. There's so much opportunity. So, well, let's talk about this. You know, we talk about being online and all of that. And, but there's things you have to do if you actually want to find your audience. So, right. We always talk about being consistent, right? So you can't just show up once or twice and be like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> right. You have to show up. consistently. <laughs> we want right. to see you. Yeah. We want to see you like every week. You know, we want to, we want to get to know you. And you need a strategy. We talked about that, having everything work together. Let's talk about like how someone can really optimize what they're doing. So like their social media, their website, what are some of the main key things they should look for, you know, when setting up a profile on social media, for instance, for your business and your website and all of that. So outside of my username, which has nothing to do with what I do, it just happens to work (laughs) because I made it work. Um, I like it. I like it. I actually went and changed and Ginger was like, why did you change it? I was like, because I was told I should change it. She was like, no, we know you for this. Put it back. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I did a work, I did a workshop um, with a couple young ladies and a young man this past weekend. And I didn't realize, well, I had the lady who hosted a workshop and wanted me to come speak. Like I was like, give me everybody's social media. I wanted because to ask you about me- this. We'll have to circle so- back around. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So (laughs) when I asked her to give me everybody's social media, because social media in itself is a wide range of conversation, Um, depending on where they're at, everybody isn't on the same level. So when she gave me everybody's social media, I'm looking at their page and I'm like, because I'm a realist, I'm in there and I'm telling them like, hey, if I'm looking up this, they all were like hairstylists, practitioners, yoga, whatever. If I'm looking up your your industry and you don't pop up, then you're doing something wrong. So I feel like a lot of business owners need to take a step back from wanting it to be about me and it's my business. I want my name to be known, even though you're not even known and say, wait Mm -hmm. a minute, what is my audience going to look up when they're trying to find somebody that's doing what I'm doing? And that's what your, that's what your Instagram name, especially when you're just starting out and your bold line to me should be about because you're trying to attract your audience. Your Mm -hmm. whole bio as a whole should be about your community and what you're trying to let them see that you're offering. And the moment you try to make it about you, like when I see pages that are like, I've won 70,000 awards. I make six figures, all these super, oh, the six figure about. thing. I'm like, no yeah, one like, cares. <laughs> like really like it, we know it's possible. Yeah. I don't care what you've made. What can you help me do? Right. Because what you made just anybody, this is just me personally. Anybody can tell you what they are doing for themselves, but not everybody who knows how to do it themselves can coach you or teach you how to do it for yourself. So that's where yeah. that, optimize bio and telling people who you are, who you serve, how they can work with you is so important for your business. If you're truly trying to attract those leads into your business to either, whether it's, I don't care if it's follow, click the link, subscribe, whatever your reason is, but you Mm -hmm. want to get them on your platform. But if I can't search you when I'm looking for you, then it does, you know, it it serves you no justice. Right. Right. That's Yeah. That's the thing. You have to be searchable because you could have, you could even have the best, be putting out the best content, but if your actual account isn't searchable, your website isn't searchable. It's not optimized in that way. We're never going to see it. 
And then it's like, you know, it's like, you're not even there. There. You know, we can't see it. <laughs> you know, what's that thing? If a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Kind yeah. Of it's kind of like that. Like if your accounts aren't optimized, is anyone going to see it? For example, and I know you talk about this a lot too, is if someone's scrolling through your profile and all they see are quotes from like, you know, yeah. Abraham Lincoln or, you know, just <laughs> these random <laughs> inspirational quotes, right? But like, they're not telling me anything about you. I'd rather see a quote from you. I'd rather see a quote from you. If I scroll past like your last six posts and I still don't have a sense of who you are or what you do, then you might want to reevaluate kind of, uh, well, your posting strategy, what you're posting and your message and all of that. Cause I know I've been to some accounts where I go on and I know they're a business. Like you can tell they're a business, but I don't know what they do. Like you said, the bio isn't optimized. The post, the post might just be quotes, things like that. And yeah. And then it it might be something I actually need, but I can't see it. So I move on. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I also, I think I'm going to talk about this next week in my content. I have a video recorded. So I feel like a lot of people struggle for two main reasons on, on social media is the first one is we all know they don't know their target audience. So they're kind of just creating mm-hmm. content for the sake of creating it just to say, oh, it's done. I created, I posted, I'm good to go now. So that's the yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. The, the main thing I feel like is not really talked about. Um, and I think it's more of an opinion, but this is what I feel mm-hmm. is that um, people don't know who they are. So if I yeah. don't know who I am as a coach, a social media manager, a fitness trainer, whatever it is I am, if mm-hmm. I don't know who I am, how can I know who I will serve? How can I know how I can help them? How can I know my strengths enough to know if I can provide them with the help they need or if I need to pass them on to somebody else? If I am still confused on who I am, mm-hmm. then it just confuses my content. That's why I'm pulling content from all over the place and putting on my profile. That's why I'm posting random content. That's why I'm talking to everybody under the sun because I haven't figured out who I am. So therefore, I don't know who my audience is because I don't know how I can bring my knowledge find out who needs it and put it together to give it the perfect service. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's what I always say too. That's it's, it's your brand. Even if you are, um, um, a personal brand, it's still your brand, right? You need to know all of that things. Like you say, you need to know who you are and it all goes back to your brand. It's the total foundation of everything. Cause once you're crystal clear on that, the social media posting comes easier. Your message comes easier. Any content you're putting out, if you're doing email, if you're doing blogs, if you're doing whatever you're doing, it all just, you should be flooded with ideas yes. all the time. If you're clear, those ideas should just be flooding in. But yeah, that's very good point because it all comes from that. That's where the foundation is. So let me ask you a question. I know you got your yeah. list, but So we talked about consistency and how we always say at least two to three times a week, the more you post, keep in mind, the more you'll be seeing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're posting right now, because everything's so authentic and it's just like time lapse behind the scenes, do you feel like businesses could actually post five times a week if they really wanted to increase their visibility? Now, what do you mean by can? Can as in should they, or can as in do they have the bandwidth to do it? Yes, the bandwidth to do it. Yeah, they have all the above. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, that's hard to say because I think it depends on each person if they have the bandwidth to do it. 
Um, but I think you can get away with much more simple content now because it is so raw and unedited and, um, unscripted and all of that. Like, yeah, like you said, you could literally, I could literally set up my phone right now as we're talking and just film a, a quick video or quick clip of what we're doing now, and then take that clip and just post it. It took no extra effort. It's already what I'm doing and you could post it, you know, showing that behind the scenes and, and the realness of what you're doing. So I think in that sense, it's maybe a little easier now to create content. Now, should you this, I feel like it's hard to generalize. <laughs> I'm really hard with these kinds of questions. I, I want to know what you think too, but I feel it's hard to generalize and say for everyone do this, but yeah, I don't, I personally don't like to be bombarded with too much from one person. Yeah. What, what's your take on that? What's your, so take? If the content is binge worthy, I don't care if they post seven times. If it's if it's that yeah. like entertaining, because <laughs> I, I, normally if you're binging on somebody's content, it's because you're already enjoying it. So you'll be done. I know I have anyways. I've yeah. been scroll through somebody's content thirty minutes to an hour just like because it was that good and it was interesting and it didn't feel like it was pressure to like intake all the information whether it was business related or funny. Like I get a lot of my inspiration from fitness accounts. I don't know why, because it's nothing to do with what I'm doing, but just the way they position their questions and how they do it, it just, it always intrigued me. Yeah. Um, as far as posting more per week, I feel like anybody who doesn't have their groove figured out should yeah. definitely post five times a week because everything is so like, eat. now let me say this two ways. You should definitely post five <laughs> times a week, whether it's um, maybe like do two time lapse of you in the groove of creating content or something like that. Maybe do a couple graphics, do a reels or something of you conversating mm. with your audience and giving them some kind of knowledge of some sort. And then, so you'll have some data to analyze and be like, okay, well, maybe I should only post these days or maybe I should only post during this time. Maybe like these yeah. type of contents don't work. The businesses that I see that are struggling the hardest are the ones who will post every blue moon and then they'll disappear. And then they're oh, trying to yeah. figure out what's going, That's what's going on. Why not? Or they'll post two times a week. I'm like, well, I'm not, you're not posting enough to see if anything is going to work. Because then when you're, when you are posting, it's either always a product picture or a sales picture. Or it's the same trending reel everybody's doing. So I feel like you want mm -hmm. to really tap in to see what's working or will, will or won't work for your brand. You might want to increase your posting per week, like maybe once a day for five days, do that for like two yeah. weeks and then go back and look at that information and be like, okay, this is what I need to be next. I agree with that. Definitely in the beginning, because, and like you said, don't just post for the sake of posting. Don't be like, okay, I need to post five days a week to see what's working and then post some random, like happy national ice cream day. And then that's it. Right. We want <laughs> each thing, unless you can relate that to your business in some way. Right. Unless you can make yeah. it really interesting, or maybe you are an ice cream parlor. Right. So maybe that works yeah. and you can work it in. Um, but yeah, I would, it, it has to be unique. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking, but yeah, it has to be unique. Cause like you said, if, if I'm going to post five days a week to see what's working, it has to be things that I will want to continue to recreate or that I know would, would, uh, speak to my audience in the way that I want them to, you know, I want them to respond or follow or call yeah. or that sort of thing. So yeah, definitely. I do agree with that in the beginning to find out what's working. And then I think once you find out what's working, I think you could easily get away as long as it's consistent. You could easily get away three days a week. Once you find out like content, that's actually sticking and is of interest to your audience. Um, you know, three really impactful, powerful posts per week can have just the same effect as, you know, five or seven posts a week that maybe aren't as 
impactful or that aren't speaking to your audience in the way you want them to. Um, sort of yeah. Quality over quantity, but always, <laughs> right. Always. <laughs> like you said, we want to be consistent. You can't just do that for two weeks and then disappear for a month and then come back. Yeah. And yeah, it just doesn't. Oh, and especially I've come across accounts where maybe I'm interested in their service or I'm looking up more about them. And I see they haven't posted in six months or a year. And so I question whether they're still in business and then, yeah. And then even if I want to reach out, I'm hesitant to even reach out because I'm like, well, if they haven't posted for six months, are they even watching their DMS? So if I send a message, is it even going to be seen? Um, so a lot of times yeah. you can send a message. <laughs> and then even if you're not going to post, let's say, like you said, three times a week, yeah. engage on those days you don't want to post. Like make sure that yeah. you're always trying to do something that's going to lead your business in the right direction. Because I can't come in and tell you what's good for you or your business if I'm not running your business. So right. it's different avenues, different ways you can um, increase your exposure and just grow your business. But it all starts with trial and error, like figuring it out, testing it out, see what works, what doesn't work and pivot accordingly. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, unless you're like some big name and you know, you're like a celebrity and you have millions of followers. I'd be like Beyonce. We're not Beyonce. Yeah. (laughs) Beyonce can post once a year and people go crazy. Right. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but we're, unfortunately we're not Beyonce. Right. That's not going to happen for us. (laughs) Not right now. Anyway, you never know. I mean, yeah, you never know. So, so we talk about posting on social media and optimizing your bio and things like that, but I guess what are some things that we should be doing to drive people off social media and why that's so important? So for me, one of the main things I tell people to do, if you don't do nothing else, I don't care if you're never put a motor service or whatever, mm-hmm. is to start creating those freebies and make mm-hmm. sure, and I had to learn this myself. When you create freebies, they don't need to be something that got nothing to do with your business. Like (laughs) if you, whatever your, whatever your actual services are, whatever your business stands for, create those freebies to at least start generating that email list. You don't have to have a million of followers for that. You don't have to have tons of products or services available, but just generating that list and starting to get those people to tap into your freebie to sign up for your email list that allows you to, once you create those services or products. They can, you can easily send them an email and start connecting with them there and start generating yourselves that way. I think a lot of businesses leave that freebie on the table because it's always oh, just free. Nobody's gonna, people buy into free. They, they'll opt into oh, free. Yeah. Quick. Like, it's I always look for them. <laughs> yeah, like, as a consumer. And the, yeah. And then if the freebie is good enough, then you know that if this freebie is this good, I know that if I buy into their product, let's say they're selling an ebook or have a service, I know it's going to be jam-packed because they didn't give me no fluff ebook. This this yeah. this freebie was full of value. And I think that's where the disconnect comes in as well there. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's the thing too. I think a lot of people want to try before they buy. And yeah. freebie, well, not only your content, right? Your content, if you're giving a lot of value there, we can see that. But like you said, if I can get value out of something for free, what can you do for me if I actually pay you? Like, you know, it's such a great point because too, like you said, building that email list is we don't own social media. So that always scares me a little bit because especially when I see businesses doing every, like they build everything on social media. They don't have a website. They don't have an email list. They don't have anything else. 
And I'm like, what are you going to do? Well, there's a few things there. If, and we've experienced it, if they shut down, because they have, um, app popularity comes and goes. So, you know, you could have, um, you know, like I have a couple thousand followers, but I'm not even sure if I'm sure I guarantee some of them probably don't even use Instagram anymore. Yeah. You know, um, maybe they found something new. Maybe they're all on, maybe they're, you know, Oh, I don't like Instagram anymore. I want to be on TikTok, or I don't like, you know, Facebook anymore. I want to be on Instagram, you know? So it's yeah. like, you know, so you just, you just don't know where they are, but people rarely change that email. You rarely, I agree. Right? I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I changed my email address because it's such a hassle because it's linked to everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, to that part. it's like your phone number. So yeah, I think that's, yeah, you definitely want to be driving people somewhere else. And so like, what is even, oh, sorry, go ahead. So I even posted on Facebook. I want to say last year, I posted up there saying um, that every business owner should have a website. If you don't have a website, you're, you're just pretty much losing on your business and whatever. There was a lot of, a lot of different comments that agree with me. There's one particular person. I can remember her name. She had stated that, um, well, I can't have a website because my services prices vary. And I responded back, like you said, you can have a website and have prices starting at this. Yeah. And then whatever, and then get a quote and get their information into that. Because like you said, if social media of any sort disappears, your business will crash because you haven't found a way to get your leads off of social media into a into a funnel where you can keep in touch with them and continue to grow your businesses. If big businesses, depending on social media for all their money, they would not be a big business. They did this before there was a social media. Now they're just trying to tap into it to increase that visibility. That's all they're doing. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, that that was the reasoning she didn't want a website. I actually had someone else comment too, about, I had said, you know, here are like four things you need. You need a website, social media presence, a freebie, you know, these things. And on that video, someone had commented, Oh, a website's not necessary unless you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I was like, wait, I, where, I don't understand the logic in this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, how are you checking your money? Like I'm confused. I, like a lot of, yeah. How are yeah. you? Cause to me, mm, yeah, that I, I, st- I'm kind of speechless about that still, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, like you said, because even if your price, like she said, her reasoning was, well, I don't have my services are all over the place. I don't know what I would put on my website. Well, that is the perfect opportunity, like you said, to get some leads, to get people to ask for a free quote or, um, you know, anything like that. And like you said, the starting at, um, and as I said earlier, when I was even looking for something, uh, the other month and I couldn't find the pricing, a starting at price would have been so helpful. Yeah. You know, it also avoids you having to jump on the phone with somebody who isn't even qualified, can't afford you because they already know if I go on this person's site. They're paying, they're charging this amount to start. So I know for a fact that this is out of my price range. Mm-hmm. So it just alleviates unnecessary um, movements or it's almost like moving that, what is the needle in the haystack? Cause you're really not going to do that. Yeah. They're going to book a call and then it's like, they can't afford you anyways. So I just feel like oh, yeah. having the startup is like gateway to, Hey, this is where we're starting. Yeah. At, like, period. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, we talk about the funnel you know, sales funnel, all of that, how you funnel people through everything that we're talking about here, social media to your website, to a email list. And it's all funneled through. I almost feel like that should be called a filter and not a funnel um, or a funnel filter (laughs) (laughs) because it does it, it, by the time 
that person takes that journey, that, that prospect takes that journey through that funnel by the, those who end up all the way through on the other side are, if it's done right, are likely your ideal clients who are one, who you want to work with because you've kind of filtered them through and Mm -hmm. also are ready to work with you. So that makes sense. Right. So it not only eliminates all that unnecessary, you know, oh, I'm going to hop on five calls this week and oh, none of them ended up being a fit. Right. So it really, yeah. So, you know, wherever they find you first, whether it's social media or your website, like just filtering them through, I think is just, and that's why you don't just, um, need social media. You need the website, you need the freebie and the list and all of (laughs) that. You need it all. It all has to work (laughs) together. And even as big as social media is, it cannot work alone. It just, it agreed. Just, yeah. It just cannot work alone. If someone were to walk away from this podcast right now, um, and maybe they recognize some things they need to, to maybe work on or improve. And we all can always be improving even myself. Um, I guess, what are some of the top things you would tell them to look at like right now today to, um, adjust or fix, whether it's on their social media, their website, um, all of those things working together. So I would tell them to immediately when they in this podcast to get a notebook, write down a list of everything you have to do in your business, everything that you feel like may not be a hundred percent, anything where you feel an uneasy feeling in your stomach about your business, take that list and break it down into a priority list. And then, and then like a backup list. And then on that list that you have, See what things that are on that list that you can do by yourself and knock it out and make it optimize, whether it's your bio, your website, whatever. Mm. See what you can do and that you feel confident that you have the experience to do yourself. And if and if you find those tasks in that list, both your list that you can't do because you don't feel like you're skilled enough or you feel like you've tried it and it's not working, at that point, start looking into hiring a coach or an audit of some sort because what you don't want to do is wake up five months six months down the line and you're still where you're at today Mm, because you didn't take the proper steps to getting your business aligned on all platforms Mm -hmm. as well as optimized to get the best ability that you can get. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with you. There's, we always have these things in the back of our mind, like, Oh, I'll get to it or I have to do it. And then six months later, we're kind of still where we're still not done and we're still at the same place. And that ends up you know, it's just, it's, it hinders our growth and it hinders our business and something as simple as optimizing that bio on your Instagram account or, um, you know, your, any of your social media platforms can be the difference between people reaching out to you or not. So yeah, yeah, it's huge, but yeah, I think that's a great takeaway. Yeah. I think this was good. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, this was your first podcast, right? <laughs> yes, it was. That's awesome. I was like, oh my God. I'm <laughs> what else did I do? You did good. <laughs> yeah, you did good. No, that's like I always say too. Like, it's very, you know, it's very laid back. And I just like to chat with you all. So, and I've been wanting to chat with you for a while because <laughs> we have, we've been connected for a while and we yes. just have so much in common. And our, our, I think, approach to things are very similar we're business besties. So (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I had so much fun talking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time and and chatting with me and well, Hey, thanks so much. And we will talk. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll talk on Instagram. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks again to my guest, Alita Dotson, for talking with us about not only the importance of social media, but the importance of creating a complete and effective digital presence. For more information on where to find Alita online, see the description of this podcast. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners, where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or find me online at bertamarketing.com. Thanks for listening.